0: thank you for joining us for another podcast from covenant community church and now today's message
1: dating with a purpose and we're talking about christian courtship so is there a difference between cultural dating and christian courtship go ahead honey
0: As we're talking about Christian courtship, you might say, well, what is that? Because some people don't understand what the definition of Christian courtship really is. Courtship is a relationship between a man and a woman in which they seek to determine if it is God's will for them to marry each other. Under the protection, guidance, and blessing of parents or mentors, the couple concentrates on developing a deep friendship which ultimately leads, or hopefully leads, to a loving marriage. Now, there is a a, a huge difference. It's dating with a purpose. Another way of looking at it is, and this is something that I've told Caitlin and, and I've told other people in the ministry, you don't date to marry. Now, people say, that's weird. No, you marry to date. Hmm. Does that make sense? Explain it. Well, if you are spending all this time, you know, you heard some people, <laughs> they've dated and dated for five, six, ten, eight years, and they still haven't gotten anywhere. They think, oh, it's because I need to know them better. <laughs> all right? Well, first of all, you will never 100% know anybody.
1: anybody. That's it's not an possible. Illusion.
0: Yeah, because what you know today will change tomorrow, Mm. and what changes tomorrow will change later on. You don't marry people for what they look like, Mm -hmm. because what they look like today, glory, they're going to look better tomorrow. Then again, they might not, so that's the problem, right?
2: <laughs> so you have,
0: to, you have to look at the spirit of a person because it's the spirit of a person that you should fall in love with. But, but back to the, the date to, to marry and marry to date. When you get married, first of all, you date them enough to know. And, and if you are a Christian, then you should be praying along the way. You should be asking God for direction. You should be asking God for discernment. But once you have gone through this dating period and you get married, what ends up happening a lot of times is that people forget to date. Mm -hmm. They do all of this stuff to get the person to marry them. And then when they get married, they forget all the stuff they did. And they go on to this mundane, routine (laughs) life, and they don't continue to date. And it's the continuing to date when you're married is what keeps marriages happy. So that's what I mean. You want to, because you're going to get to keep knowing them anyway. You mm-hmm. got to keep getting to know them. Because like I said, things change. So while you are dating in marriage, you are still getting to know your spouse. So that, that's what I mean by that.
1: So we also, we're talking about the difference between cultural dating. Cultural dating is how people date in the world. Mm-hmm. And Christian courtship. So Christian courtship is romance chaperoned with wisdom. Romance, chaperone with wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all thy getting, getting understanding. Abra just said that no matter how long you've been with a person, you're not going to know every detail about that person. But you can know enough about that person with wisdom. I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about God's. Amen. Through discernment, God can give you enough wisdom so that you can make a decision if you want to continue in the relationship. Now, she said things change. I'm in love with her more today than I have been than when we first got married. We've been married going on 23 years. And things change. Oh, yeah. I learn stuff about her all the time. But we knew enough about each other to say, you know what, we need to go ahead and make this thing real. So this stuff about cultural dating, and you've been dating for five years, and the woman is still waiting for a ring after five years, it should not take a rocket scientist to understand that that's probably not gonna happen. If it hadn't happened in five years, it's time to move on. You are wasting your time. So Christian courtship is romance chaperoned with wisdom.
0: Another thing that Christian courtship is, it's a way of approaching relationships that can help us live out the truths of God's Word as we pursue our heart's desires. Approaching relationships that can help us live out God's Word. See, God created marriage. He didn't create living together. Mm. He didn't create long-term dating. (laughs) He created marriage. And it's for his purpose, not for ours. I know we all think it's for ours. Oh, I love them, and and we're going to get together, and we're going to either conquer the world or have a bunch of babies, whatever your reason is. (laughs) Right? God created marriage, not us. And so when we get married, we are actually immolating the covenant that he has made with us in a relationship here on earth. So don't think that what you're doing is something that you're doing on your own mm-hmm. as a Christian. Now, let me, let me preface that. Because if you're not a Christian, then you might be dating and marrying all for the wrong reasons. Does that make sense?
1: Christian courtship is when two God-fearing, mature Christians meet each other in the confidence that you have only God's very best ahead for each other. See, so then you got to take it off of yourself. Right. Because you want God's best for the other person. And so a couple of things you got to understand about a lot of people say, you know, I'm lonely. (laughs) There's this there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. In the book of Genesis, the Bible said God created man. He 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 took the time. He spoke everything else into existence. But he took the time and created man out of the dust of the ground. He wanted to make sure man was perfect. When he looked at man, he saw he was good. He blew his spirit into man, and he became a living nephesh. He became a living soul. Then he took the man and placed the man in the place that he created called paradise. Everything was in paradise. Now, paradise is not about a place. It's about an environment that God creates. In that environment, that's when God said, It's not good for man to be alone Alone. in that environment, in his presence. It is not good for man to be alone in his presence. So he created a help meet for him. Amen? Outside of his presence, then, it's good for man to be alone. Mm. Oh, yeah, I see a mm and a hmm. I saw a couple of head nods. Reason being, how are you going to get to know somebody else and learn about marriage outside of the environment God created? That's the problem with a lot of marriages outside of Christian courtship. You don't really understand what marriage is unless you go to the one who created it. Now, not saying that they won't stay married for a while. They can, but they got a lot of issues. Just like even as, as Christians, we have different things that we go through. But I would rather have a marriage inside the environment that God created. In that, in that environment, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. Then he picked a woman for the man. The problem is we got too many women trying to pick their men. God didn't do that. He created the man, gave him those essential qualities that he needed, and then he pulled the woman out of her because he knew the man was prepared for her in an environment that he created. Is this making sense at all? So a premature romantic relationship would only distract. Listen to this carefully, saints. A premature romantic relationship would only distract you from preparing for the future God has for you. If it's premature, if it's, if it's really not right, if that's really not the person, if you really are not driving towards being married, then you need to pull back on that relationship because then it's going to become nothing but a distraction for you. Amen.
0: And when that happens, you might miss the person God had for you. Mm -hmm. Because, see, they could have come along while you are caught up and distracted. And the person God really had for you has come and gone. That's like when Jesus said, you know, uh, you didn't know when Jesus was knocking at the door and they didn't know he was Jesus, you know, and they didn't want to let him in. Mm. And they missed (laughs) a blessing. You could miss your intended person chasing after the wrong one,
1: because he looked like a tall glass of
0: water, yeah,
1: <laughs> or smell a certain way. Come on, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about don't don't get all holy on us right now, See, we're just talking. Can <laughs> we just talk with the family? You know when that brother walks by, and you go, "Good gracious, y'all know what I'm talking about."
2: <laughs> right
1: right fellas fellas y'all know singer guys y'all know that woman walked by the right shape size you know you got to have that you know you got to have that snap back neck <laughs> y'all yeah, know what I'm talking about listen don't the fellas don't get all holy on me now you know what I'm talking about I back neck cuz she walked by and you try not to look <laughs> you know sometimes you know i was walking with some brothers in uptown they didn't have a rubber band that they just laid it over in the side just <laughs>
0: But <laughs> what about women you got a list he got to be this mm. this 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 and this <laughs> and it's all what you want oh he got to be good looking honey y'all don't know down the road he might be ugly as sin you know you just don't know what can happen <laughs> you know he might be thin and good looking and everything today and in 20 years he might be Three hundred fifty pounds, and <laughs> I mean, you just don't know. Life changes you.
1: It does. You start off looking like holly Berry. That's right. And then, then you wake never up looking like you, Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. So, so listen. Write this down. Write this down.
0: Sometimes we have to forfeit what feels right so we can do what is right. Getting. Got that? You gotta give up something sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You gotta let it go. You gotta let that brother go that really isn't right for you. So that you can gain something on the other side.
1: Before we go to Ephesians 5, 3, there's another scripture I want to give you. We don't have um, up here. Is it says there is a way that seems right mm-hmm. unto a man. It seems right. See, sometimes, saints of God, the devil. The enemy and your flesh will bring something your way to make you think it seems right. It seems right. Man, this has got to be right, right? Because your flesh likes it. Well, first of all, your flesh is going to like anything that's sinful. Mm -hmm. Your flesh is going to like it. So, okay, so let's be honest here for a second. Let me take a poll. Let me take a poll. How many of you in here would say... um, well, Pastor, I just did not like sinning. How many? I think I, I, I enjoy sinning. Hello? Okay, you can lie if you want to. I enjoyed sinning. Anybody in here didn't enjoy it. Raise your hand. Be honest. Just, you just like, ooh, I just loathe it. I just ha ah, I just did not like sinning. Well, why did you keep doing it? Right, That's it. Well, we're being open and honest with you because at the end we're gonna allow you to ask us questions and we're gonna answer them. Make sure you're ready for the answer. Right? So I enjoyed sinning. My flesh was excited about sin. Don't your flesh get stirred up to sin? I mean, come on, you getting ready to go? You know you're going out. You talking about Bible study at eleven fifteen at night, <laughs> laying hands. The Lord, the Lord says, you need to come over here because I need some spiritual healing. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I know that song, right? <laughs> yeah, y'all know what I'm t- See, don't y'all get holy on us up in here. Y'all know the Marvin Gaye song. Don't even try As soon as it come on, you're talking about, that's my jam. <laughs> First, you look around and see if some other Christians looking. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? And so it might seem right, but is it right? Now, Lane has another scripture here we're going to show you.
0: Ephesians 5.3. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. See, when we guide Christian relationships with wisdom, they become directed by what is true about God and the world he has made. So what it's saying is that, so if anyone ever questions, is sexual impurity wrong? And if you wonder what that is, we do have children here, so I will be careful, but sexual impurity means you haven't, and you ain't married, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. That's impurity. Or you're involved with porna porno stuff that's impurity god has his word is very clear mm-hmm. it is and then there's another scripture says it's an abomination
2: mm-hmm.
0: so we have to be careful saints not to confuse you know he brought up the fact that men you know don't have the snap back necks. but ladies i've heard so many women say well he believes in god Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I just think that, you know, I just hope that he'll want to start going to church. And you keep moving forward. You don't know what the man believes. He just mentioned God one day in a conversation. Whoa, he's a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Perry mentions God. In every movie he does. It doesn't appear to be Christian to me. So you have to be careful. You cannot change a person. You cannot make a man be what you want him to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He has to come to you. We're talking about Christian dating now, courtship. He has to come to you with the right qualifications. If he doesn't come to you with the right qualifications, you cannot, decur- you cannot be sure that he has what it's going to take to take you to the next level. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and by the way, the man should represent the woman's next level. But if you got to pull him up, that's a problem. Adam represented Mrs. Adam's next level. There's some key things that he had when God brought this woman to him. First of all, <laughs> he had a relationship with God before he had a relationship with Mrs. Adam. Now, having a relationship with God, first of all, ladies, does not mean he just goes to church. That's right. And going to church does not mean you're a Christian. Right. Right. No more, if I stand in my garage, I become a car. Right. Just because you show up in the building don't make you a Christian. Right. Hello, somebody. Right. So he had a relationship with God. Before Mrs. Adam, he also had a mandate from God. This is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. He knew what was permissible and what was not permissible. He had a direct word from God. Ask that brother that you're dating as a Christian, man, when was the last time you heard something from the Holy Ghost? Oh, uh, I, I never knew there'd be no Holy Ghost. (laughs) <laughs> if you got a real relationship with God, he's speaking to you about something. If he's not speaking to you about changing your own life. So he had a relationship with God, he had a mandate from God, and he told the man about the garden to dress in and to keep it. So, in other words, he had a job. He had a job. Get you somebody that can work. Amen. Now, I didn't say what kind of job. You don't have to have, you know, be a lawyer and make six figures. The brother just can be a hard worker, right? When she met me, she made a heck of a whole lot more money than I did. I was still in school trying to get myself together. I drove a car that was so bad. I learned my prayer life by my car. It was raggedy. It was raggedy. I ain't lying. That was a rag. I learned how to pray with my car. Y'all know what I'm talking about? See, you, you got to have a hoopty to understand what I'm talking about. Because a hoopty might start, might not start. <laughs> and that's why I learned how to pray. Lord, please, I got to get to work. <laughs> and so I learned how to pray with that old car. But listen, she loved me even though she saw that I had some potential. But I was a hard worker. I worked full time and I went to school full time, right? And so now those things have switched in this point in our lives. I make more money than her. But guess what? Who cares? And brothers, it's all right for your wife to make more money than you. Stop whining.
0: If it's all going into the same pot. Now, if you're not doing that, you need to talk to us.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll help you how to do that. We'll show you how to do that. Yeah. Right? But don't whine about it. Build her up. She's already getting hit in corporate America where she's working, already hitting that ceiling. So when she comes home, she needs to know that you're going to prop her up not knock her down. Amen. Amen. But the last thing he had was a place to stay. Let me, let me start over. Adam had a relationship with God. He had a mandate from God. He had a job and he had a place to stay. And living in mama's basement ain't a place to stay. And all this crap talking about, oh, I'm taking care of my mother. No, that's your mama's house.
0: And, and ladies, let me help you. If you get to the point, and we're going to talk about the stages, but if you get to the point where you know you are moving towards marriage and that fella says, well, I need somewhere to stay, mm. don't do it. Well, well, well. <laughs> That's yeah. a, that should be a flag. Yep, yep. Because, see, another thing that I have noticed and I'm sure my, my husband and I have both noticed, is that people will say, well, we're living together. Come on. So we, can, so we can save for the marriage. Oh, boy. Or we're living together because my lease is up. Or we're living together because, you know, right now I'm kind of out of a job, and uh, I'm looking for work, but until I can find that job, you know, we need to go ahead and, and bring this thing together. Well, let me tell you, I, I, and I, I tell you, we did not do this thing right
1: we sure didn't
0: but one thing we didn't do and i don't know why i had the good sense for this but (laughs) i didn't have a good sense for anything else we did not live together without being married Mm -hmm. for me it was critical for caitlin i wanted to be able to be an example so that when one day she says, well, mommy, we're going to go live together. And I can say, please don't do that. And Mama didn't do it. And let me tell you why. Living together, and it has been proven, and it doesn't always happen. So this is not an always, but this is a lot of time ways, mm-hmm. okay? People who live together before marriage might get married. But over 63% of them get divorced. People who live together before marriage, it's a high number, a high percentage, and I should have put it in here, do not ever make it to marriage. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Something happens, and they don't get to the vows. And all that time has been wasted. All that time, Mm -hmm. you have given up, as a woman, the most precious thing you own, to someone who is not appreciative of it because he's not man enough to make it right.
2: Mm.
0: Now, I understand if y'all did it like we did, we, we were at least married, but the, but the courtship part we didn't get right. And we're going to talk about those mm-hmm. and how you can get it right now, repent, and get it right later. Depending on where you are in life.
1: Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into Christian courtship versus cultural dating, but again, I, I want to be transparent here. When when Elaine met me, I was not in the church. I was straight up heathen. Yeah. Had problems.
0: <laughs> I'm disagreeing with you.
1: So, I, I had this problem with with uh, with a bottle. Yeah. And so that was my god. And um, so we're very transparent about our lives.
0: He made it my problem.
1: I did. I did. I was. I like. How, how many? Okay. Can, since we since we family. Okay. How many of you like to? You know, used to like to go to the club by shorthand, sure like to go to the club, like to dance, like mm-hmm. to hear music, mm-hmm. come on, I mean, even jazz clubs, you just like to go to jazz clubs, you know, I go to jazz clubs now, so, so, you know, you just like to dance, go to the club, so that was my thing, I enjoyed going to the club and stuff get like drunk. that, but Elaine didn't quite enjoy it as much, get drunk, so yes, we would be drunk, intoxicated, if you want to get all politically correct, and so she would fall asleep. So I would, take, I, a bad I would take her home, put her to bed, and go back out. That's how bad I was.
0: My <laughs> right? daughter's laughing at us. It's so, the truth. <laughs> it's the truth.
1: So we didn't do this thing right. We had sex before we got married. We didn't do it right. But also, I had nobody to tell me what was right. I I barely went to church, and then when you go to church, they really didn't know what was right. They couldn't tell you. You know, oh, just don't have sex. Why not? (laughs) Well, because the Bible says. Well, wait a minute now. There should be more about this than the Bible says so. Amen? But like she said, the one thing we knew not to do was in Alabama, we call it shacking. We knew we weren't going to shack up, right, because we had her to think about. Right. So when I met Elaine, Caitlin had just turned two.
0: She was about two and a half.
1: Two and a half when we met. So a lot of people don't realize that Caitlin is not my biological daughter, but she's my daughter. Hello, somebody. She, she got just DNA. like me.
0: <laughs> Somehow over like the me. years it transits. It, it I gets ain't concerned. lying. She
1: acts just like me. Yeah. Looks like me. Yeah. We fuss like each other. Yeah. We get on each other's nerves. But she's mine, right? But we wanted to make sure at least we got that part right. Amen? So, what we're telling you guys is not something that we've mastered in our own lives because we didn't quite do it right. But that doesn't mean you can't. You hear me, single people? You can do it right. And this is all we're doing. We're not here to point fingers or anything. We're here to give you the word of the Lord. Because the Bible is clear. You should not even have a hint of sexual immorality in your life. Right? We repented of it. We did it wrong when we finally got saved. And we understood, like, dang, that we were wrong. Right? And we repented of it. So that's all. For- God forgives us. But, but listen to me close. When you know something... You cannot not know it. So now that you know what we're about to teach, you're going to be held accountable to it. Amen? And God will do that. Amen? So let's talk a little bit about um, cultural dating. Cultural dating. And when we say cultural dating, you know what we're talking about, right? We're talking about dating in the world, right? Cultural dating versus Christian courtship. So let's go to this next thing here. So the first thing about it we want to share with you is cultural dating says, I want it now. Christian courtship urges patience. Proverbs 19.11 says, a man's wisdom gives him patience. Yeah. Many singles today prematurely start a relationship expressing all of their feelings on the first date. I mean, first date, right out the gate. Ooh. first date I had a uh, I was listening to this conversation of a person who claims to be a Christian and the subject that that they were discussing at the time was should you have um, uh, sex on the first date now let me let me say this one more time this was a Christian <laughs> having this discussion with a group of singles yeah yeah I, I was hoping that they caught it but it didn't seem like they did but Pam, Pam got it, right? So this was a, supposedly a Christian saying, you know, let's have the discussion about uh, having sex, sex on the first date. And he was for it. First date. First date. So, so again, what I'm saying is this want-it-now mentality. We live in a microwave mentality right now. Everybody wants something right now. But let me tell you something. Single men, single women... That right-now mentality can get you in trouble. The Bible says we should exercise patience and wait. If that brother, because usually it's the man that's going to urge sex, if he's not willing to wait, then he may not be the one for you. Now, you guys have heard me say that lust gives you a condom. Mm-hmm. Love gives you a ring. Amen? Amen. So write this down. Write this down.
0: And I could take that one step further. Go ahead, baby. Love gives you an I do. Mm-hmm. Even a ring still isn't good enough. That is
1: very true. Ooh, Lord. I do. Right. Check this out. To understand when you are truly ready to move into a Christian courtship, you begin to focus on God's pleasure for you and not your personal pleasure. In any relationship with God, he will make you focus on you. You may not be ready for a relationship, especially if you consider yourself to be half a person. Because you can't be half a person and think that you get a whole person that's going to make you whole. Then you become codependent. Hello, somebody. Amen. So this is why you got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. So if you don't know who you are in God, it'll be very difficult to understand what person is right for you. Amen. Wisdom calls us to slow down. Time is God's way of keeping everything from happening too fast. Amen? So Christian c- cultural dating says, I want it now. Christian courtship urges patience. Here's number two.
0: Cultural dating also says that everybody else is doing it, so why shouldn't I? Christian courtship says, why should I do it just because everyone else is? Mm. See, God's word is very, very clear. He says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So see, we're not to do what the world does mm. because the world does it. Because we see Hollywood, mm. some people have been together for 30 years and never married, and so well they made it work, but that's the world, that's not God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So because we see people shacking then we think we should do it, and it's okay. That's no different than when you see people getting drunk, and so you think it's okay. It's like my mama used to say, so if your friends told you to go jump off a cliff, will you go too?
1: That's an old one right there.
0: That's an old one. That's right. So Because they're doing it, you're going to go do it? Well, how stupid is that? It, it, it's 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 just it's plain stupidity just because you're following, and I'm not calling anybody stupid by any means, but I'm saying the action is mm-hmm. stupid to go do something like that. See, First John, and we have another slide here. First John says, "Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father." Is not in them Mm. now. As a Christian, you might say, Well, how can that be? I'm a Christian. Jesus says, If you love me, (laughs) keep my commandments. So you can't be a Christian. And doing those things that are against his commandments Mm -hmm. and say, I'm a Christian. It doesn't work that way, saints. That's double-minded. You can't say, well, I'm going to go do this knowing good and well (laughs) that it's wrong. It's kind of like being a mom and a dad. You tell your kids don't do this because you know it's wrong and they're going to go do it anyway because you said so. Because you said not to. Isn't that what we do as kids? But yet and still we'll say, but I'm a good child. I, I listen to my parents. Well, you can't possibly listen to your parents if you're going to do what they told you not to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you look at that scripture, it says, if anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in them. That's pretty amazing, right? That word love is agape. That means that all of your affections is towards the world. It's not just minor love this is a deep love for the world you do what the world does right but people can say well i do i'm a christian i do love god and da 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 but the bible is really clear what elaine just said well jesus said if you love me you will follow my teachings right so now we don't always do that we miss it at times but we still have the opportunity to say lord i'm sorry does that make sense Okay, so there are three warnings for being yoked to unbelievers because in 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And there are three warnings about being yoked with unbelievers. Go ahead, honey.
0: First one is the unbeliever cannot experience the same level of spiritual connection as Christians. The unbeliever cannot experience what you experience because they don't, they don't know. They don't understand. They can't, they can't experience your values. They can't experience your beliefs. Mm-hmm. They can't even experience your world views because our views are through the eyes of Christ. A, an unbeliever doesn't have the eyes of Christ, so there's no way they can experience or see or feel what you feel.
1: Also, another one is the unbeliever will find it difficult to enjoy Christian activities. Because if you say if you should want to go to church, you should want to do Bible study, you want to do things that helps you grow, a lot of times people outside of that environment don't understand why you want to go do this, right? So it would be difficult to try to have a relationship with someone, and they don't understand why you want to go to Bible study so you can continue to grow. And they say, well, what about me? <laughs> and you will feel guilty going to Bible study because you want to be with your man or you want to be with your woman because they don't understand that this is important to me. This is important to my growth. And so if the person was right for you, they will push you to go further, even if they don't have a relationship with God. But if they say they have a relationship with God, they should be the first one in Bible study in the first place. Right? So, so, So the unbeliever will find it difficult to enjoy Christian activities.
0: They will also not be able to see your growth in God as a priority. You know, p- Pastor said that that person should be helping to drive you towards God. Well, if they don't even see your growth as a priority, they can't drive you mm-hmm, anywhere. Mm-hmm. They can't even drive Miss Daisy. <laughs> what what they'll they'll always want you to put them first oh me 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 Mm -hmm. like he said you know well what about being with me instead of going to bible study what about staying here with me instead of going to church Mm -hmm. me 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 they practice ungodly behaviors i won't go into detail what that could possibly be but Hmm. you can probably imagine and they generally promise sex as casual and meaningless Because, see, it doesn't hold the same value to them that it should hold to someone who is a Christian.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, let's do the third one, and then we're going to go right into those five stages, and we'll be done. All right, here's the third one. Cultural dating says sex helps you determine compatibility. (laughs)
2: I'm
1: going to explain that in a second, because I'm sure you've been in this world. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Sex helps you determine compatibility. Christian courtship teaches us to honor God by preserving sex for marriage. Alone. Listen, look at look at this right here, Song of Solomon. It says, I charge you, do not arouse or awaken my love until the time is right. Come on, somebody. See, there there is a right time and a wrong time for you to rouse love and sex. And so when we start talking about this, here is cultural dating opens the door to many, many temptations. It's too casual. There's no meaning to it. And the reason a lot of times when you cohabitate and you get married and it doesn't last, is because you think something is going to change. But why should it change? You're already, you know, giving up the goodies. Right? Like my daddy would say, you know, why buy a cow if you're getting the milk for free? So if the man is already getting everything he wants, you've given up the most precious thing you have without the covenant of marriage. And you think somehow now that you're married, oh, wow, everything is going to be blissful. And nothing changes. That's what makes it so difficult because you're looking for a change that's not going to happen, right? And so that's why cohabitating is dangerous. Not saying like my my brother said. Not saying that you can't get married and you and it lasts and all of that. And listen, we're not trying to point fingers at anybody here. We're just giving you the word of the Lord. If there are some adjustments that you need to make in your life, make these adjustments. But we are giving you the word of God, right? We're, again. We're not trying to judge anybody here. We we didn't do it right, but I wish somebody had taught me this, so at least I would have a clue on how to do it right. These young people won't won't be able to say I did not know. Oh well, yeah, you knew, yeah, because we taught it to you, amen. And so so part of the challenge that Christians face, we live in a lust filled world, right? We all face that every day, right? And so so but listen. That that lust should not drive our sexuality. We have to control that based on the word of God and said we must bring our bodies under the submission of the Holy Spirit. Right. Which means you might have to get away from it. Don't put your hand on my leg. You hear what I'm saying? If, if you are trying to arouse things at some point, you might have to say, nope. I got to go, because if I don't go, things are going to go too far. You should know your levels, ladies. Come on, guys. You should know. Wait a minute. This, uh boy, if I stay here any two more minutes, we're boy. You
0: ever heard that song by Andy Grammer? No, no, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. What he's saying is if I stay here any longer, I won't fulfill my commitment to my wife. Mm hmm. So you have to know when to go.
1: Amen. All right, write this down.
0: In a courtship, you learn how to increase each other's passion for God, not for each other. So that means that you should be growing closer to God, and ultimately your relationship will grow closer to each other. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you're asking, well, what if, I've already had sex outside of marriage. Anybody and it's ask a big that? yet? question. I mean, Anybody ask that yet? So you ain't gonna, gonna
1: raise your hands. So so hand. You don't
0: have to you don't have to raise your hand, but I mean yeah, we won't point you out. Shelly had raise her hand. Oh good for you, Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> she did not.
1: She did this. Shame on you. You you married, girl. You. So we've
0: talked about a lot of things here, and I know that if you haven't asked the question out loud and if you are ashamed to admit that you have, that's fine. But I just want to tell you that you can be redeemed. Mm-hmm. See, that's what's, that's what's so great about our God. He is a grace-filled God, and he will give it to anyone who asks for forgiveness. All you have to do is ask. And when you ask, he is quick. Mm-hmm. To forgive you, you know the the scripture says, "As far as the east is from the west." You know he he he's the one that forgives, and we're the ones that hold on to it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're gonna zoom through this last this this five stages to a Christian courtship, amen. And so th- th- these are some of the things you can learn, but you can also teach these. They're not hard. Uh, this these are some of the things that we've taught our daughter. Right. So let's 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 look at the first stage.
0: The fantasy stage, or, as some might refer to it as, the acquaintance stage. You need to figure out if you want to get to know them. That's important. You need to identify that there is an attraction. That's important. And you need to avoid saying, I love you too soon. Mm -hmm. See, that's where um, I'll be. Can I let y'all in our world for a minute? I made the mistake of saying, I love you too soon, and he left. Nobody said anything. I'm telling the truth. I was out. He was out, deuces. I was like, well, wait a minute. But it was my fault. But he came back. (laughs) 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 It wasn't long either.
1: (laughs) I won't tell you how she got me back.
0: That was that stuff that we told you that we did wrong. (laughs) Anyway, um... (laughs) Um, And the emphasis should be placed on enjoying each other and building a friendship. You have to have a friendship. He's my best friend. If you don't have a friendship, then you won't have anything when all the house is quiet and all the kids are gone and you have no friendship. You have nothing to fall back on, especially when you get mad at each other. You have nothing to fall back on Mm -hmm. because love is questionable sometimes. How many of y'all sometimes look at your spouse and say, you know what?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, glory.
0: Now I'm talking about spouses. Now, I, 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 you know, I, I, I love you, but I don't like you too much right now.
1: Mm-hmm. How many of you would be honest <laughs> and say you know what? Come on, man, yeah. Especially if you've been married over six months. <laughs> you know. I love you, but I just don't like you right now.
0: So That's why you need that friendship. I
1: ain't lying. So the fantasy stage is about one to two months, right? About one to two months. But then that should lead you into the next stage, which is the friendship stage. See, you, you got to be friends first before you can move forward. Now, listen, Christian courtship is this. You want to see if this person is going to be my husband or my wife. You don't date to date. You're dating to see is this going towards marriage? If it's not, you need to stop dating and just be friends. That's the proper way to do this, thanks of God. Again, we didn't know this, that she knows it. Right? Cuz she was in a relationship. I hope she's all right with me saying this. But she knew that it wasn't it was not going to go in the right direction. She came to her, she came to me and said, Dad, I just don't think, you know, this is the right one. And so she came to her parents and said, How do I, how do I do this? How do I get out of this so that it doesn't hurt him? Right? And I coached her from a man's perspective to say, this is how you do it. Right? Because she knew it it she didn't, she don't want to date, just to be dating people. She wanna date somebody to to, to go towards marriage, right? And so, so and, and she was able to do that and then save herself for, for the right person, right? And so in the friendship stage, it's two to six months, right, about two to six months. But in the friendship stage, this is where you begin to build trust. At this point, you should know, can you trust that person? Or do you see him calling and his phone always buzzing and ringing? You got text messages. He's trying to hide his phone all the time. <laughs> then you, then, then you, you need to know. That's probably going to be the relationship, right? Because if you don't respect you enough to turn the phone off or tell people, look, I'm, hey, look, I don't have time for this, right? So you develop trust. Also in the friendship stage, that's when you start to meet family and friends because your family and friends, they won't say anything in front of that man or that woman, but they will pull you to the side and say, oh, no, girl, he, he is not the one. And especially family. Now, I'm not talking about you should know the right family. I'm not talking about the family members that are jealous. I'm talking about those that love you. You hear what I'm saying here? They're going to be real with you and say, you know what? I just don't think that's the right one for you. Then you have to decide, based on the wisdom that's around you, if you want to continue with this friendship. This is also time to look for character issues. It's in the friendship stage character issues that does you do he tell you
0: he's going to be somewhere and he's not or does he tell you that he's working tonight and I mean just say for instance you call and he's not there right character issues
2: mhm
1: y'all know about character issues right also in this stage I don't have it written before we go to the courtship stage also in this stage you you want to ask How? Do you have any sisters? Do you have a relationship with your mother if she's still living? Because, see, saints, the way a man treats his sisters and his mother really would give you a good indication on how he's going to treat you. So you ask, what kind of relationship you got with your mom? You know, if she's living, if she's around. If she's not around, what kind of relationship? Do you have any sisters? ask questions the person ask the questions control the conversation alright right, next
0: so when you go from friendship so now we've done the acquaintance the friendship and now you're looking at the courtship stage if you made it that far courtship stage should not be real long one to maybe six months depending on the personalities decide if you're going to move forward to marriage is it what takes place in this stage if not if you don't see marriage in the picture, go back to the acquaintance stage. Mm-hmm. Go back either there, all that way back, or go back to friendship, but don't keep moving. Mm-mm. Get out. Decide if you're going to have them spend more time around your family and friends, because ultimately, when whoever you marry, I will say this, when whoever Caitlyn marries better have a relationship with us. No doubt. It won't work. Number one, because she's too close to us. What happens is we see these people get involved with people who they don't get along with their families, and then the family starts to divide. And ultimately what ends up happening is somebody in that relationship starts to uh, hold grudges or, mm-hmm. or be angry because they don't want you spending time with your family.
2: hmm hmm mm-hmm. And yep. that's a red flag.
0: Yep. And see, you need to determine that before you even get that far. That's why in integrating them into your family at that stage is vitally important. You need to spend time with your family. Spend time together. And then the only other thing I would highly suggest is that as two Christians, you need to spend some time praying and reading the word together. hmm Set it. Get 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 your relationship straight now. God is always going to be first. If God is first, then we cannot lose. <laughs> we cannot lose.
1: All right. So, fantasy, friendship, courtship. Now, a courtship can be between one and six months. It doesn't have to be in that length of time. It might be for one month. Yeah. Because once you make a decision that you're ready to get married, why wait? What are you waiting for? Because if you are abstaining,
2: it's the hard. waiting
1: is harder. You're putting, you're setting yourself up for greater temptation. So you go right into the engagement. And listen, this is what me and my wife teaches about the engagement. The engagement needs to be short, real short. How, what is this stuff about? We've been engaged for three years. What? How are you engaged for three years? The engagement. Needs to be short. Sure. You already know you're ready to get married. What are you waiting for? Amen. Should not be prolonged, and you should get premarital counseling Amen. before you get married. If you've gotten married and you've never had counseling, you need to get it. That's postmarital counseling. Sometimes you need it. We need refreshers. It's always good to get refreshed.
0: We get refreshed when we do others. Nobody gives us one. We, we yeah. Have. Our premarital counseling was Uh-oh. don't get a king-size bed.
1: Bam. Drop the mic, walk off. That was our counseling. That was, I'm serious. That was it.
0: That was it. Oh, no, there was one other piece. Oh. Don't sleep on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Don't you know how you know women? Don't get mad. You know women do that clank clank thing, and then they say you got to sleep on the sofa. And then some of y'all may not know what I'm talking about, but yeah. The
1: clank clank. Yeah,
0: the clank clank. But the, you know.
1: Ladies, y'all know what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm and mad at you. And you send your you. man
0: to sleep on the sofa. What if he didn't wake up the next day? Mm. It can happen. It happens. How are you gonna feel? Last stage. And the last stage is the wonderful I do stage, the marriage stage. And at this point, you can be assured that you've taken the proper steps to creating a healthy and godly marriage. And It is our prayer that Christian singles use the above to develop their own Christian dating guide for building a strong and satisfying relationship. And John doesn't know, but I have a little something else in here. I was just doing some additional looking around and, and reading and studying, and I came across something by Zig Ziglar. Now y'all, we, keep in mind, I Zig Ziglar, but it's, it's relevant. Many people spend more time in planning the wedding than they do in planning the marriage. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704 821 7368 Covenant Community Church where the truth is revealed.